there, I'm Joe Haddo and this is our series of interviews with the Theakston's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year Award Longlistees. Produced and curated by Harrogate International Festivals in partnership with Theakston's Old Peculiar, WH Smith and The Express and it's good to have you with us. Today I'm joined by an author who was a criminal barrister for many years before leaving to do an MA in creative writing. That led to her debut novel, Blood Orange, which she's here to talk about today. Harriet Tice, hello and welcome to you. Hi, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure and congratulations on being longlisted. It's that, it's an incredible, for your first novel, it's just you, I can't even, I was very, very surprised when I received the email from my editor <laughs> telling me and absolutely delighted. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. So thank you very oh, much. That's for great. That well, everyone. no, it's very well deserved as well. Um, where, where do we uh, join you today? Um, I'm in North London, in Islington, um, at home, where I have been for some time, as yes. I think <laughs> we have all been in our homes for some time. Um, so, yeah, no, it's... Um, it's been interesting, hasn't it, as the last couple of months, really? It has been interesting. And I've I found talking to um, friends, to authors, to various people, actually, that it's 50-50 in terms of who's managing to use this time in a creative way and mm. who's just just can't, just can't sort of focus enough or even to, even to read, you know, what, how much they usually read. It's, it's, it's definitely divided people, hasn't it? Yes, and I would say that I'm in the 50% that has not been as productive as usual. I mean, it's there's a combination of factors. I mean, firstly, I've been dealing with structural edits and then copy edit and line edit and proofread of my second novel, which is a different form of creativity, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm very grateful, really, that that was what was expected at the point at which this this all hit, because I think if I had actually been trying to write something from scratch, it would have been nearly impossible. Um, yeah. Copy editing being a more, I mean, I'm not going to say mechanical, but, you know, you, you're presented with a problem and you have to solve the problem. And it's a different way of using your brain. Um, I mean, also, I was ill for, I mean, I don't know for certain whether I had the virus, but I had something, I had a fever for about four or five weeks mm. with lots of weird sort of nerve symptoms and breathlessness and yeah it was all quite tiresome so and if I hung up a load of laundry I had to sit down for oh, about goodness. two hours to recover so um that didn't help shall we say with the process um yeah. and I have my whole family at home um and while both of my children are in their teens they're pretty autonomous in terms of schoolwork. There's, you know, there's a lot in terms of just sort of general emotional support and getting on with all the food. So much food. They <laughs> eat so, so, so much food, so much food. It's just amazing. And, and then they leave bowls <laughs> everywhere and, and then they bring them down. But it's like, oh, I thought I had no bowls and now there are eight bowls. That's lovely. So it's been, um, it's been a very domestic, um, it's been a very domestic environment, which actually I think is exactly what my brain's needed for something mm. that's so traumatic that we've kind of nested in. And I've started in the last couple of weeks I've been able to read again, which I'm really grateful about. I finished the final, I hope, the final proofread of my novel. I, I don't know, there might be another one, but um, <laughs> I think I think that my work on that book is done. So I'm starting very gently to poke at the ideas for a third book 
but it's not worthy. I'm very, very, very baby steps, very baby steps. Very, very baby steps, yeah. Um, But I think that this has been a time of, you know, it's been a time of collective trauma. And I mean, and we're, I'm very aware of how fortunate I am to be in a comfortable home and everyone to be, you know, we may have been a bit ill, but we've not been badly affected. Everyone Mm. is safe. And we, you know, my husband's been able to work. I can get on with stuff. If I found it hard, you know, it it, it makes one aware of quite how difficult a situation this is collectively. So I'm not, there was a very nice New Yorker um, cartoon, which you probably saw of the man in the boat, sort of beset by storms and, 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 and various kind of dangers. And it was like, yes, it's the perfect time to finish a novel. And I thought, yeah. This is, I'm not alone. <clears throat> I'm not no. alone. I mean, I, I'm, I'm very impressed with people who are able to. Um, and I think if I had a deadline, you know, of next week, I probably would just get over myself. But <laughs> as it is, I've been able to indulge my, I don't feel like doing it, so I'm not going to. Yeah. And that cartoon, I think, spoke to many people because <laughs> it's I been shared so. very widely. Yeah. Yes, yes. But it was such a relief to see it because, you know, you don't want to be the only one who's not being able to work. But yeah. And then you think, well, I can't be. I mean, other people must be struggling. Um, but, yeah, it's, um, it, was, it was a good moment to see that in a sort of negative way. Yeah. And it probably feels like a lifetime ago now, but um, we're talking about your debut novel. And for those that um, haven't read it yet, uh, perhaps you could just tell us a little bit about Blood Orange. Um, It's a psychological thriller, a domestic noir about a criminal barrister called Alison. Um, Her professional life is going very well. She's just been given her first murder trial, uh, but her personal life is in difficulties. She's uh, struggling with her relationship with her husband. She feels guilty about not spending enough time with her daughter. And she is having a very toxic affair with her instructing solicitor. Um, and so in order to drown out all of this, um, she's hitting the bottle really a bit more than she should. So, um, yeah, it's um, it's not a great setup, and from there things only go worse. Mm. Did the character of Alison come first as a starting point for you, or was it more uh, a scenario or the the plot? What what was it that you first set upon to write? Um, it was the character. Um, I had spent ten years as a criminal barrister, and it occurred to me rather late in the day that this was invaluable research that I couldn't and shouldn't ignore. Um, So I started to think about how I could write about it. And then I got to the acknowledgements of Louise Doughty's book, Apple Tree Yard, uh, where she thanks a barrister with whom she'd spent, I think, four weeks um, in research, watching a trial in research for her novel. And it occurred to me really properly then that it was a job that people might be interested in and that the daily life was something that, I mean, there's an opacity over the criminal bar and it, it, it's got its weird arcane rituals of wig and gown and, you know, you chuck Latin yeah. in left, right and centre to try and sound <laughs> clever. You know, I mean, it's, it's Johnson's sort of whole shtick, isn't it? But, yeah. you know, a few inter alias and per se's later and everybody is... Yeah, everybody thinks that they're um, on top of it. So, and, and, and it's a very difficult dilemma, really, if you're a woman and you have children to try and combine being a mother with 
being a criminal barrister, if you're the primary carer, is almost impossible because the job is simply not flexible in the slightest. You can be given a trial, say, in Manchester two days later, it's, you know, to be taking effect on the Thursday and it's a Tuesday and, and you've got to go. I mean, there are people mm-hmm. I know who have stayed in travel lodges for months on end because they've been dealing with terrorism trials sort of outside, sort of say in Nottingham or wherever. So it's it, it, it's very, very difficult. Um, and the number of women who leave the bar is also very high. You know, it starts off 50-50 and then it, it slips down. And now you can see that in how the number of women who are represented within QCs and the judiciary. So I just thought really what 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 would be happening i mean i didn't stay at the bar i left after i had my son if i'd stayed how could it have gone and also i had in mind the series this life which was shown in 1996 re-shown recently but it had this amazing scottish character anna who was a hard drinking pupil barrister um who was great and i thought about her and i thought well what would she have done when she grew up and Possibly she would have ended up in some of the situation that Alison, my character, finds herself in. Mm. I mean, let's just take a moment to talk about that brilliant character and that brilliant series because... The- <laughs> <laughs> it was just, just all the leopard print. I mean, when I was watching it again um, recently, yeah, it was on only, it was in January, I think they showed yeah. it. And she's just great she's just great and the fact that she's so great but yet she's you know she's got this thing about miles who just is such a he's not a nice person you know he's not a nice person and um it you know she and you do think hannah would have far more sense but yet she yeah. just you know time after time it's sort of hope over experience it's that definition of madness isn't it that it's to do the same thing over and over again with the hope of a different outcome and you know and the most intelligent and sharp of people can find themselves in these really quite toxic and bad relationships yeah. is is you know I, I thought Anna was Anna was I can't really remember you know I could reduce all the other characters in that series just to do two-dimensional caricatures but Anna I felt had so much depth she just she's absolutely brilliant um a friend of mine asked when I was writing Blood Orange she said said, who would who would play Anna if it ever got on TV and I looked at her and I was like well Danny Anna Maldini obviously because it (laughs) is and it was one of my greatest it was one of my greatest moments of professional pride when Amy Jenkins who wrote this life started following me on Twitter it was like and she followed me first I couldn't believe it honestly I went straight onto Facebook I wasn't quite so gauche just to tweet it but you know <laughs> it was um it was amazing it was amazing and speaking of um great characters the the character of Carl in in your book uh, was a, it was an interesting one for me as a reader because you know our sympathies shift to him and yet he's sort of this appalling, self-righteous so-and-so. Um, and I felt reading it that you probably had quite a lot of fun writing yes, him. so much fun. So much fun. Um, the, there's a, a whole chapter set in Brighton. The scene in Brighton is, is that's And it's funny, that's the one part of the book that really remained pretty much unedited by everyone. Ah. It sort of came to me in a burst over one weekend. And... 
that that I was just what would be the worst and what oh what would be the worst thing he could say there and what would wind me up the most and you know can you imagine walking into a hotel room and finding that someone's emptied out all of the you know said don't have any mini bar here because she can't be trusted I mean you would just want to kill just the, yeah. the, the, <laughs> so it was it was it was great fun it was great fun doing him um yeah, it was great fun. Actually, I thought, I thought his, it was. his entire trajectory was highly yeah. entertaining in, I, in I an got awful that way. Feeling. <laughs> <laughs> um, now let's let's turn to this fabulous list then, um, which you are on and one of eighteen books. Yes. Um, it's uh, everyone keeps saying, you know, what a what a great list it is, and what a brilliant range of authors and different books. Have you got a couple of favourites from the list that you yes, might have read? I mean, yeah. I mean, as a starting point, yeah, it's amazing. You know, sort of, I looked through it and I mean, they're books, all of which, you know, have been talked about so much over the last year and tweeted about and, and to be in that company is is just a phenomenal honour. Mm. Um, the ones that I would say, are, I mean, it's... It, they're favourites of mine. I mean, they're not, it, you know, it's hard. You don't want to single anything out too no. much. But, I mean, I love my sister, the serial killer. I just think it's just, you know, everything from cover to content. To, it's just, it's fantastic. Um, and I thought that Denise Miner's conviction was hilarious and I mean it, it, the thing is again that works on so many levels that it's funny but it's got a really kind of dark punch underneath and the way that she mixes up um, different forms of you know that the, the, the podcast runs through it now it's about to say metafiction but that's not what I mean it's just the different kind of genres of, of yeah. communication come in um, Chris Brookmeyer's for the name I mean I've loved Brookmeyer's books from the start that I've got sort of up on the other shelf. I've got all the parlor blame books from the beginning. So um, that I thought Fallen Angel and, and yeah, there's a, there's a cameo in that from Parlor Blaine that made my day when we got to that. Um, and I mean, Jane Harper is just brilliant as well. The, the Lost Man, I love the first two, the dry and, and the Lost Man I thought was, it was, I, the, the themes that because the themes and some of the themes that she deals with in, in The Lost Man are quite similar to the themes that I have attempted to tackle in Blood Orange with mm. regards to domestic abuse and, and how women can react to that and no that that I really enjoyed as well but you know they're all they're all absolutely brilliant it's it's they're it's, all brilliant you know to, to, to be on this long list is an amazing thing so thank you very much <laughs> yeah. and just before we let you go Harriet um what does the Theakston Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year Award mean to you uh well I've used the word honour a lot but I mean that completely <laughs> but it's it's I mean, again, I suppose for my debut on it, for my debut novel, it is sort of unimaginable that, I mean, a lot of things have happened this year over the last year since its publication, which I found, it, I just wanted to have a novel published. That was my ambition. You know, I didn't realise that that it would sort of go beyond that. And, and if I had milestones to reach, I've already, you know, crossed so many milestones that it's it's quite daunting when it comes to the idea of the next book but I I just feel very lucky because it's I think it's a an award every time you look for the novel you look for the novels which have been long listed you look at the short list you look at the ones that have won it's a it's it, it it's a validation really of of 
as a as a mark of I mean really it's the most it's it's the sort of the top crime novel prize isn't it you know it's the one certainly it's the one I've always taken the most seriously so it's I mean it's almost it's laughable is not the right word but it's kind of like unbelievable really to be (laughs) to be you know well yeah I'm just I'm blown away by it I'm absolutely delighted that's all I can say it's it's a great honor well, that's lovely to hear. And and the book that we're talking about is Blood Orange. It's published by Wildfire. It's out now, um, available from WH Smith. So if you don't have a copy already and you want to treat yourself or someone else, then you can get it there. And remember that you get to vote for our shortlist. So if you want to see Harriet on that list, <laughs> head over to harrogatetheasterncrimeaward.com, which is where you can place your votes. Um, Harriet, lovely talking to you today. Thank you for making the time. Not at all. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, best of luck with uh, with book two and, of course, with uh, finding out whether you've made the shortlist or not. Well, thank you very much indeed. Thanks thank a lot. You.